Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. In today's bonus episode, we are talking with Cheryl Reynolds. After being a nurse for 30 years, Cheryl branched out and focused on meditation and hypnosis to improve the lives of her patients. She has a podcast and has also written two books. You can find her at CherylJReynolds.com. Hello, we are talking with Cheryl Reynolds today, and I'm so excited to share her information with you. She is a podcaster, an author, and she is also a hypnosis expert. So Cheryl, um, do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about your podcast or tell us about yourself? Sure. Thank you. So nice to be with you, Karen. I really appreciate to take this time to talk with you today. Thank you. So I um, started the podcast a couple of years ago and um, it is all, it started off actually as mindfulness. And then as things moved on, I integrated my business, which I am a hypnotist, I've been doing this since 2016. And I wanted to integrate that into the podcast because I feel that it brings an element of change work and of helping people to break through anxiety and get rid of their fears and release unhelpful habits. So I decided to merge them. And now I kind of sprinkle some mindfulness into this podcast, which also helps to bring that present moment to my listeners' day-to-day life. Um, I, I really enjoy that component of the podcast. That sounds amazing. Um, I know my husband in the past, he has done the mindfulness and um, he really enjoyed it. You know, he would go with the people and and they would sit on their, I don't know, cushions or their little stools. And he just loved it. He thought it was fabulous. And, and I did it a few times with him. So it's really nice to hear that you try to do the mindfulness also and trying to just bring people to the present and have people enjoy the moment. I think that's fabulous. Yeah, it's um, it's so important um, because life life is very busy. Life is fast. We're we're constantly in our head. We're overthinking. We're analyzing. We're you know looking towards our past. We're gazing towards the future. And if we don't just take the moment and bring ourselves into the present moment, we miss we miss the richness of our lives. We miss the connection with the people we love, the, the day to day, we, you know, we miss the simple things like maybe watching the leaf just fall down or a bird singing. And so um, it's really important. It also brings a sense of curiosity too, which is, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's great. And I I agree with you. You know, we get so busy sometimes that um, we, we just go through the motions of doing things and we don't even really think about what we're doing. And so I know as a, as a mom, it's like when you have your kids with you, sometimes you're so busy doing all the things you have to do that you kind of miss out on some of those moments. And um, it doesn't have to be just with kids. It can be with a spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, or just anybody. But it's it sometimes, you know, we get in our phones and you see people out at restaurants and they're on their phone and they're not really paying attention to each other. And, and that's kind of sad that we're losing that, but it's great that through mindfulness, you are trying to kind of like help people make that connection again with each other and with their own thoughts. That's fabulous. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I actually have a podcast episode coming up in a few weeks, which is around how to help your children be more mindful. And of course, children are naturally mindful. They're very curious and playful. So um, that's fun. It's fun to bring in different ways of being mindful. That's actually really easy. 
Um, cause it is our natural state of being and you're right. I mean, how many times you go somewhere and everybody's looking down on their phones. Yeah. And I'm guilty <laughs> of it. Yeah. I, I am too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm guilty too, but I, I try to remind myself that, you know, life is not down here. Look up. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> no, it's not always easy. Yep. Now I'm familiar with the mindfulness, but I'll have to admit, I'm not really that familiar with like hypnosis. When I think of hypnosis, I always think of like, you know, you go to a show and, and the guy hypnotizes people and, and they do silly or stupid things. But um, what is it that you do with hypnosis and how does that process work? I'm not familiar with that. So actually, this is interesting because hypnosis is um, a state a state of mind that we go into all the time. And it is actually part of our unconscious mind where we, we, we can change our behavior through hypnosis. Um, I can give you and your listeners some little suggestions of what exactly being in hypnosis would be. Um, have you ever driven down the road to go to go somewhere? And as you're driving down the road, you're thinking about what to make to, for dinner. You're thinking about, about picking up your children mm-hmm. and you're very distracted. Yes. And you pull into your driveway and you think to yourself, how the heck did I get home? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is highway hypnosis. <laughs> what it is, is hypnosis is when you bypass that critical thinking brain or thinking brain. Mm-hmm. And it's just where you're in your un- subconscious mind. And that's where all change takes place. Because in our unconscious mind, which is 90% of our, our thinking, our beliefs, our habits, our values, um, and everything that's keeping us stuck is there. Uh-huh. So hypnosis is a very natural state. Um, and it does just when I bring somebody in, number one, it feels really good and it's very relaxing. And I don't have to do that deep, deep hypnosis that you see whether they have a chain in front of somebody's eyes and they're getting really deep. I can talk to somebody and bring about some profound, amazing changes because it is so, it's such a natural state and it's just below the surface. So it is very powerful. But even in the morning, like before you get up in the morning, that little sleepy state that you're in that feels really relaxed, that is a hypnotic state. Hmm. Even watching TV is a hypnotic state. Interesting. I'd never really thought of it as as that. Yeah. it's very. They say there's two ways that you need to get into hypnosis. And one of them is you have to have a focused attention. And the other one is that you basically just need to, you know, get out of your critical thinking mind. Mm -hmm. And when you are watching a movie, you have a narrow attention. And the only way you can watch that movie and really enjoy it is you can't think that it's a movie. You have to basically suspend the belief that, okay, you know, you just don't think it's a movie. And this is why your subconscious mind will give you, you know, you'll get a reaction if you watch something sad or you'll laugh if you watch something happy because you allow yourself just to enjoy it. And that's a, a form of hypnosis as well. Interesting. Well, I know that um, I wonder if we feel that even when we watch a movie and it's scary, you know, yes. you, you you feel those feelings and, and you know, you're sitting there on the sofa and you're not really going to get hurt, but it's that, that anxiety or that shared um, sensation or belief the of, Oh no, what's going to happen. I wonder if that is part of that too, where you are kind of getting yourself into the movie or whatever it is you're doing at that time. And think of, yes, that is absolutely true. And think of how um, powerful that is, that you can sit there and you can create a state of fear, a state of anxiety, a state of happiness, a state of sadness, all with a thought. Yeah. 
because you're not actually in it, you're safe. But because you've suspended that belief, you've got out of your critical mind, you know, and you're you're in this space, it's been created by a thought. And that that's how powerful it is. And that's how powerful and how movies pull us in in a hypnotic way. But but yes, it, that's exactly true. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm curious too, because I know I've, I experience this sometimes and I see my girls do too sometimes is, um, I'll be fully aware of what's going on, but I just kind of, my focus is all of a sudden on like one object or one thing. And I know I'm kind of zoning, I'm zoning out in a sense and I can hear people talking around me. And I mean, I, I know what's going on, but I still almost for that, those few seconds where I'm kind of like just frozen on some object or some other thing. And I've seen it with my kids, you know, sometimes it'll say something and then I'll have to, they'll even kind of shake their head as if they're coming out of something. And I'm yes. wondering if, would that be considered part of a hypnosis state too, in, in that you're kind of shutting everything down? Absolutely. Um, daydreaming is a form of hypnosis as well. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just that focused attention. And, you know, and I would tell my clients that when I'm working with them, I'm like, you know, it, it, hypnosis is the same way. Like if you're having a conversation with your friend and you're over coffee and you're just talking back and forth, there may be times in the middle of that conversation where you zone out mm-hmm. and then you come back and you zone out again. And hypnosis is no different. People go into it, they come out of it. They go into it, they come out of it. So it, it kind of works the same way. So when you are zoning out and just paying that focused attention, you are putting, getting yourself into that relaxed state where you're going into hypnosis and then you come out of it again. Hmm. Same thing. Interesting. So what are the things, because I know that you, you do this for a living, the hypnosis, what do people come to you for help? Like what, what, how are you serving people? So there are actually like 147 things a hypnosis can do for people, (laughs) believe it or not. Yes, (laughs) true. But mostly of who I work with, Um, I work with a lot of anxiety, fears, sports performance, pain management. Um, I help women with confidence, bringing up that confidence. I also um, work with writers, believe it or not, because writers have a lot of blocks, you know, writer's block and Mm -hmm. procrastination and perfectionism and a lot of self-doubt especially when they don't believe that they can be a good, that they should be a writer. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of think of it like this, you know, anything that gets a person stuck and they can't move forward, hypnosis can help. Any bad habit that's keeping somebody from living the life they want to, hypnosis can help. Right. I'm, I'm always thinking of the smoking Ab- yes, smoking you know. too. yes. I don't work with smokers as much as I used to because it's not as many, which is good. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And I also do weight reduction. Um, but majority of the people who I see, um, you know, are anxiety and fears um, and just blocks and want to change a habit. Okay. Um, years ago, I used to, for some reason, years ago when I had my office in Rhode Island, I used to work with a lot of cheerleaders and these girls were very motivated and determined and they they wanted to go to these national championships. And for some reason, they were all coming into my office. And um, kids are so much fun when it comes to hypnosis because they're playful and uh-huh. they're curious and, they're, they're, and they just do really well. Hmm. Interesting. I'm curious because you mentioned the pain. Does the hypnosis help with like chronic pain or pain that, you know, there's no medical reason that they can find that would cause the pain, yet there it is. Does hypnosis help with that kind of pain too? Absolutely. That's the kind of pain that works the best. See, um, as a former nurse, 
Um, and as a hypnotist, we we have ethical um, standards. And one of those is when it comes to any kind of like acute pain or pain that's new, we have to get a doctor's permission because we want to make sure that we're not blocking pain that could be representing something going wrong with the body. Right. Chronic pain. Um, number one, if it if it if it comes from a place where we don't know where it's coming from, uh, you number one have what's called anticipatory pain. And that is the pain that the thought of the pain coming, the thought of doing something to make it get worse mm-hmm. is a huge component. And, and that that brings in fear and some anxiety and just a waiting for it. Um, and, you know, your mind kind of works as, you know, what you think of becomes. So sometimes when you get them out of that, that also helps. But on top of that, not from a nursing perspective, but from a hypnosis perspective, the the way that your body is wide when it comes to pain is think of it like this. Um, you have a child who who bumps who bumps her knee. You know, she bumps her knee, she has a boo-boo. And you go over and you 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 know kiss that spot and you rub it and your daughter feels better. Right. Mm-hmm. What's happening is when you have a pain, the nerve sing- signals go there at a certain rate of speed. The rubbing and the kissing goes there faster. So it interrupts that pain. Okay. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. hypnosis kind of works the same way. We we bring in suggestions and um, ways of them to block that and to either numb the area or to reduce the pain. Mm-hmm. And it works really well because a lot of the pain, you know, yes, it can definitely be there, but then a lot of the issues around the pain are in the mind. And so working with the mind and working with the body, it, it does bring a, po- a powerful effect. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Cause that, you know, there's, I mean, people all over the country have chronic pain for different reasons and, yes. and it can be so frustrating because there's nothing, nothing helps in a sense, you know, the pain exactly. meds don't work. So it's, it's fascinating to think that something like what you're doing uh, changing the brain yeah, um, helps. And and, in, and it makes sense because since there's nothing physically wrong with the people, some of the people, I should say, um, it is like the brain. My understanding is that it's like your body and your brain are miscommunicating. And so it makes sense to think that if you can control your brain or reshape your thinking about something, that you could potentially alter that perception. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, it, it's um there. There's a there's a thought that um, you know, we we have a memory of a pain <clears throat> of pain. We have memory of anything, and you know, memories are stored in our brain. And what happens is our our brain works on what's called prediction. So our our because our brain really just wants to to keep us safe and it wants to save energy. So it bases it on habits, but it bases those habits on prediction. You are going to do this to do this every day. You know that your brain knows you're going to get up on the left side of the bed. You're going to walk to the bathroom. It So it automatically predicts what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to pain, there's such a strong prediction of what's going to happen next. Your brain is almost on autopilot. Like, oh, oh, time for pain. Oh, right. Going to move left, time for pain. And so that has to kind of be what I like to call removed. Mm-hmm. So in hypnosis, we we basically take a memory that you may have and we kind of detach the emotion from it because you're not going to get rid of your memories, but you don't have to have so much emotion attached to it. And when you release some of that emotion, you begin to change the neural network in the brain. 
And when you change the neural network, you change the outcome. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, That's it is so fascinating. I, I, I love hypnosis. <laughs> what did you, because you mentioned earlier, you had been a nurse. So what made you or what made you decide to leave the nursing or to add hypnosis, if that's a better way to look at it? Well, I um, was a nurse for 30 years and I worked in places like ICU and ER in very stressful environments, even hospice. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, after 30 years, I just really got done. So um, many moons ago, I won't date myself, but many moons ago, I had a severe, severe um, anxiety over driving. I just could not get on the highway. And um, I went for hypnosis for that. And it worked. It worked oh. so well. And I you know, so then life just went on. And then as I was transitioning out of nursing, you know, it just kept coming back to me because I was doing a lot of meditation at the time. I was doing a lot of mindfulness. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, really think about this hypnosis. And, you know, it's just been something that's been part of my life. And I do self-hypnosis all the time. I mean, you know, all of us hypnotists, we love being hypnotized. <laughs> it, it just feels really good. And it's just, um, it just kind of becomes ingrained in your life, so to speak. But yeah. Interesting. Well, that's, that's fascinating. And um, I see that you're also an author. And you have a love for cats, I guess. I do. I have three and they are modeled in, in my books. Um, I'm a, I like to call myself a mystery writer. I have uh, two books right now. One of them is a, a just regular book and the other is a short story. So the first book is Cattery Knife Special. And I love that name. I know. <laughs> I did not choose it. One of my friends did, and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it's great. And it's about a woman who gets in herself into a little bit of trouble. She has some anger issues and gets herself into trouble. So her grandmother suggests that she comes home to take over the cat cafe, which uh -huh. she agrees. However, now she has to deal with her ability to hear and speak to cats. Okay. Especially Gabby, a snarky little cat who likes to cause some trouble. And then, of course, on top of all that, there's a murder. <laughs> so now, of course, solve the murder and deal with Gabby and deal with everything else in between, including her anger issues. Um, I've been told it's a snarky, funny mystery. Yes. Um, because, you know, the banter between her and Gabby is hysterical. And um, I need to bring humor because I said, you know, this is fun for me. Right. So um, that's that's the first book. And then I did kind of a spinoff which is um, The Curious Case of Mr. Buttons. Okay. And that is just the cats, Gabby and her friends, solving a non-murder mystery. Um, they're, they're trying to figure out the intentions of Mr. Buttons and what Mr. Buttons is all about. Mm -hmm. And it's a short story. And again, that is just so much fun. And um, you know, it's funny, you know, you being author, you might recognize this, but when I write something and I go back and read it, and I just think, that's brilliant. I start laughing. And <laughs> yes. Okay. That was good. Yeah. And I, yeah that was a good comment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. laugh at our own jokes. Oh, it's it's great. And I was just editing. It was so much fun because it was really funny at some points where I couldn't even believe I was so funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, uh, it like looks it. adorable. And I'm curious, um, are they appropriate for even like a middle schooler? I would say no. Um, that you know, it all depends on the parent. Um, there is some um, mild swearing. Okay. And there is, uh, and it's a little snarky. Um, 
I mean, there, there's no really sexual indignations or anything like that, but, you know, and the murder is, it, I don't want to say it's ex- excessively descriptive, but uh-huh. the, you, it, it, there's some funny, like inappropriate things the cats do. Okay. Yeah. So probably not. Mr. Buttons. Absolutely. That is very okay. cozy. Very cozy. All right. Um, so Mr. Buttons is good for kids. <laughs> good for kids. I yeah. would say Catalina Knife Special, probably, you know, PG-13. Okay. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, they, that looks so cute. I love the cover. Um, I know our listeners can't see the cover, but it is really cute. It's Catterday and the knife and the, the knife, the eye and knife has a knife, of course, and yeah. a special. So it's really cute. And I like the little, um, I'm, I'm going to see they're probably bloody palm. palm right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Either you were going for blood or you just thought red would be pretty. <laughs> yeah. I was going for blood and I won't even tell you how that even looked before. Cause it was a complete, it was a complete fail, but it, it got to where I wanted it. And I was also trying to, because they stuck me into the cozy, cozy mystery category. And uh-huh. I don't believe, I, I would say it's like the old fashioned cozy mysteries where there's a little bit more you know, angst to it, but, uh-huh. um, I don't really consider it cozy. I can, you know, it's, it's funny and it's cute and it's adorable, uh-huh. but it's also very snarky and, okay. and, you know, and just a, a little, little on the edge. Um, but you know, when you see the cover of, uh, you know, of a curious case of Mr. Buttons, I mean, that's just has a cute little cat in a basket and it's just so cozy oh. and, and so much fun. And, um, yeah, that one's, uh, the, the cats are just, you know, there is a little mention of, you know, like of catnip and addiction. So okay. you know, maybe, but that's just, to me, that's the cat being a cat, but, um, right. mm-hmm. but if that, if that's a trigger for anybody, then that would you know be something to watch out for. Okay. Thank you. Well, that looks great. And, um, it's really, my husband has always loved cats. And I remember when we were dating, he was thinking about getting a cat and we just started dating. And I was like, I don't, I kind of hinted that I didn't really want a cat. And so he didn't get a cat. He got me instead. Um, <laughs> but now we have, um, our daughters have convinced us. We started out cat, uh, what's that, fostering? Yep. And we were foster fails, of course. And so now we have two cats and we just love them. And they are incredibly spoiled. And my husband has turned me into a cat person. So Yes. And it's so easy to be a cat person. It, it, and I, I find what's funny is, you know, dogs love everybody. Yeah. So you have an expectation that the dog is going to come up and just love on you. But right. when a cat comes up and loves on you, that is a whole new level because you are like, oh, I just got loved by a cat. I mean, yeah. you know, otherwise they're like looking at you like, you know, you got three heads. Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, my, all my cats um, are modeled in my book. I have one small cat. She's very tiny and she runs the roost. You know, she runs the world here mm-hmm. and, and she's, she's Gabby. And um, so, yeah. And it was so much fun because I, I see their funny personalities and it's great because they do something silly and I'm like, Oh, that's going to get my book. Right. <laughs> you know? It's good. Yeah. You always, you always have a source for uh, yes. information. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you, Cheryl. Um, such fascinating stuff with the hypnosis and and the mindfulness. And then your book looks great. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank and you so much. This has been great. Anything else you wanted to say before? Like, I'm not cutting you off. Is there something else with your writing or anything that you wanted to add? No, I just want to say one thing for anybody who is struggling to write, um, or struggling to get their book out there. Okay. My mentor once said to me, a perfect book is a done book. Yes. Motto. 
right yeah that's mm-hmm. all that's it's yeah fun. that's but that's so true isn't it it is it really yeah. is yes well good well thank you so much thank and you thank you again to cheryl for meeting with us the reality that hypnosis can be so beneficial to so many people is fascinating you can connect with cheryl on facebook at cj reynolds author to keep up with various novels and authors we will feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.